what we're going to do now is we're going to transition to the scriptures. And uh, I want to remind you that the scripture, this book, the Bible, is, this is like the most powerful book in the world. And the Bible says that all of it, like the entire thing, it's God-breathed. And think about that. It's God-breathed. That means that you hold in your hand or in your, in your iPhone or whatever, uh, the, uh, it's the divine out-breathings of Almighty God. It literally is like breathed by God. It's alive. It's, it's capable of changing your life there. And so what we do, if you're new, we, we take a reasoned approach, uh, an explanatory approach to the most powerful book in the world, and that we're going to read it, and then we're going to explain it, and then we're going to apply it. You can count on that every week that we expound the truths of Scripture, which never change. So that's how we roll. That's who we are. So we're going to be encouraged by the public reading of Scripture. If you are able to stand to your feet, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Are we going to be reading? Uh, we've been looking at Joshua and Judges. We're going to continue that this morning, but we're going to begin in Hebrews. So I'm going to read the even verse. I'm going to ask you to read the odd verses. This is the word of the Lord. It says, Now if Joshua has succeeded in giving them his, this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. If you want to join me in prayer, Father, thank you that we're here. Thank you that you are here. Thank you that you are the God who, who makes all things new. And as we sang this morning, we thank you that the tomb is empty and the resurrection is real and death is defeated and Jesus is alive and we worship a living Christ. And thank you that your power is, met, is made perfect in weakness, that uh, you are always faithful. And Father, I pray this morning that you stir our hearts as we look at the scriptures, that you stir within us a deep desire to know you, that you'd open our eyes, that you'd speak to us things we need to hear. And Father, I pray that as we turn to your word, that it would be life-giving, that it would be a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet, that we'd even be sense of stirring and nudging from you. And we praise you that great is our God and greatly to be praised. We lift up today to you and pray your blessing over your word. And everyone agreed saying, amen. So I wanted to say that uh, if you're new, we have a teaching team here. Uh, I am part of that teaching team. I will be speaking on next week. Uh, I'll be speaking at Good Friday, Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, last week, we heard from Garrett Castro. Come on, somebody. Garrett Castro. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And so we have Garrett Castro. He's like a son to me. But you have like, you're, in church, you have, in families, in a family, you have, you have sons, and you have fathers, and you have grandfathers, maybe great-grandfathers and grandmothers. Okay, well, in a church family... You have sons and daughters and grandmothers and granddaughters and fathers and mothers and so you had children. So you have all of that. And so we're not trying to be like just one or the other, but everything because that's what the family of God represents. So on our teaching team, we have our Garrett Castros, our sons. We have people like myself that are fathers. And then we have grandfathers. And so this morning, we are going to have our beloved Grandpa Ron, who's going to be speaking. Uh, he's amazing. He spoke to our young adults for like an hour and a half, and they were spellbound as Pastor Ron was speaking to them. But uh, I just want to say that Ron, is, uh, uh, he is treasured here. He's treasured by me. He's special, and he's beloved. 
He's beloved. Would you please welcome Pastor Ron Williams. Will he fall off the chair this morning? That's an inside joke. The last time I uh, spoke to you, uh, I had a little thing going on with uh, my electrolytes, and I kind of faded. So if I should fade, don't panic. Somebody run up here and catch me so I don't fall down there, okay? I do vote for the sunshine, don't you? Yeah, we prayed and prayed and prayed for rain. It came, and as God's people are, we're now griping about the rain. (laughs) There is a tendency, you know, for us to do things like that. I was thinking about the journey through uh, the book of Joshua, and, uh, and then traveling over into the book of Judges, and a couple of weeks back, Pastor Rod uh, pointed out to us the secular nature of the book of, jo- uh, of, uh, the book of Judges. And it went something like this, uh, that the, the people who had been called by God, God's people, uh, they drifted away from him, and they would sin. And with sin would come the consequences, and uh, uh, they would uh, call up on God in their sufferings and in the bondage that they found themselves in. And then God, as he is so faithful, would raise up uh, a deliverer. And so uh, we recognize there were 12 different deliverers or saviors, if you will, yeah, in that period of time. Moving over then into the book of Judges, uh, uh, from uh, Joshua into Judges, uh, really there's a summation of it all. And it's contained in just one verse. And I think there's just 15 words in that verse. And it goes something like this. In those days, Israel had no king, and all the people did what was right in their own eyes. This morning, I wanted to talk to you about flipping the script, writing a new script. Uh, I don't know what you watch on TV. But, you know, there are sitcoms and dramas, and there is then the kind of the, um, what do you call them, the kind of shows, uh, reality shows. And if you watch them for any length of time, pretty soon you see they follow kind of the same script over and over and over again. For instance, now I I wouldn't be guilty of this, but my wife watches the Hallmark Channel. That's a little sappy for me. But the plot goes something like this. The handsome young man meets the beautiful woman. And it looks like it's going well for a while. And then an ex-boyfriend shows up, or an ex-girlfriend, or something goes south. And it looks like it's going to end in chaos, and everybody's going to be heartbroken. And then the marvel of Christmas happens. 
have you noticed it's always Christmas? And there's the carols and the trees, and there's the gala, or the dance, whatever. And they meet again. Romance is kindled, and it makes me sick at my stomach. <laughs> when you think about it, life is scripted, isn't it? And, you know, it all happened way back in Genesis, the third chapter. Things looked really good. God did a marvelous thing through creation, didn't he? We look at the sunshine and the rain and the mountains and the snow, and something in our hearts says that God is wonderful and he does good things. And humanity had it really made. Adam and Eve lived in a great spot. But then they did what we have done. They decided to do life their way. And it plunged humanity into chaos and sin and suffering. And so we've seen that story played out all through history, all through the uh, Old Testament, the New Testament, church history, and the church today, and in our lives. What happens when people have no king? other than themselves. And what is the consequence thereof? Everyone does right in their own eyes. It takes me then to uh, the first chapter of Romans. And it's quite an indictment. In fact, God lays out his case. And he writes, when they knew God, they honored him not as God, and neither were they thankful. And they changed the image of God into the likeness of animals, likenesses of themselves. And it says, therefore, God gave them over. He gave them up to immorality and idolatry. And there was a progression from that. It wasn't just uh, uh, the... the uh, the little idols that they were making out of stone or wood or something like that, it was, it was the idolatry of the heart. The idolatry of the heart that says, I know more than God does. My right is, is the right, and God's right is too demanding. It is not right. And so we put ourselves above God. That's what humanity does. And so then God gave them over to all kinds of sexual perversion, things that are described in very graphic ways in Scripture. And then, because they continue to reject God, God gives them over to a depraved mind, which has the inability to no longer distinguish between right and wrong. And then there's a long list of sins that people commit. Uh, let me list them, because I, I think some of these are very true of me. It says, they have become filled with wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips. They slander, 
God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So that's the case that God makes against humanity. And it's descriptive of every uh, culture that's come down through history to our time. Now, what is the root cause? I think the root cause is that which is spelled out in the last verse of Judges. In those days, Israel had no king. And all the people did what was right in their own eyes. Well, that's dismal, isn't it? Way to go, Pastor Ron. (laughs) You really, really laid it on us this morning. But you know the gospel is about good news. And I don't know if you've thought this through, but God only has one kind of person. He only has sinners. And he's profoundly in love with sinners. And uh, the speaker this morning, as he sits before you, is a grand sinner. I look back at this list and I say, well, I see my name in there in several places. That's me. But the good news is that means I'm a candidate for God to do something good in my life. So what if we were to flip the script, change the script? And what if we had a new start? What if we had a new standard? And what if we had a new sovereign? So let's talk about that new start. What would that look like? It says, in those days, but I want to talk about these days. In those days, I want to talk about these days. Well, what is, what is it like in these days? Well, I, I have three people that I've talked to recently. And they are people who are very sincere in their desire to follow the Lord. And we've talked at length on a number of occasions now. And their stories and what they're describing as going on in their lives is not something that I'm just hearing for the first time. I've lived it. I've heard it hundreds of times over the course of my life. And it goes something like this. There's a deep desire to know God and to follow him. But we get tricked up along the way, and and we trip, and we fall, and we uh, falter along the way. And something happens in the heart that, that our striving, our desire to please God, it's just not working out in our lives. And then what I like to do, uh, I have to preach this to myself, but I like to preach to others. And you find it in Psalm 46, I think it's the 10th verse, it says, depending on the translation, be still and know that I am God. Another version says, cease striving. And it sounds strange to tell people, 
just stop? Would you just stop trying? Oh, man, that seems so counterintuitive, doesn't it, to Christianity? You mean just stop? Well, let me, let me argue with you a little bit. <clears throat> Pastor Rod read the scripture from Hebrews this morning, and Paul is, or whoever the author of Hebrews is, is reminding his audience that Joshua, who is the star of the book of Joshua, Joshua, the man that we've studied now for several weeks, did not give the people rest. Now, it was a wonderful land promise. It was a great thing that God was giving them. But they never really found the rest that God had for them in the land. There were always battles to be fought. And there was always the waywardness of the human heart to be contended with. Today, I believe that battle goes on. There's something in the human heart that wants to rest. It wants to find that place of place of peace and joy in the Lord. But it is so evasive. And so the writer of the book of Hebrews says, I want to invite you to come to a place of rest. A place of rest, that rest is found in Christ. And it was finished before the worlds were ever created. Because you know God's plan is eternal. And there was never a time when you were not in his mind, when I was not in his mind. We are eternally a part of God in that sense that we are in his mind. But in the fullness of time, Jesus came. And we sang about him. Easter Sunday, we'll celebrate his death and his resurrection. Jesus came. And so the rest that we seek is to find our rest in Christ, to stop striving and rest. This morning, I'm resting on this chair. I could, well, maybe I can't. Yeah, I did. Look there. I lifted my legs up off the floor. I'm resting in this chair. You see, resting in Christ is settling your whole personality on him, putting your whole self on him. And let me suggest what will happen for you. As you rest in Christ, you'll discover the word imputation. That's a big word. We don't use it very often. But you, you do this almost every week. You, you deposit your, your paycheck in the bank. And there's a credit to you, um, whatever the amount of the check is. And you can draw upon that. It's an imputed uh, deposit that you're making. It's, it, you, we use the word input on our computers. And so something is laid up to our account. And it is the righteousness of Christ. So... Rather than struggling to atone for our sins, we come to that place of understanding where Jesus paid it all. He is our righteousness, and it is his righteousness that's imputed to our account. And then I want to talk to you about intimacy. You see, imputation... is done outside of you. 
It's done for you. Intimacy is something that happens inside. When you uh, meditate upon the goodness of God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ extended to you, a love affair begins. You fall in love with Jesus. And as you fall in love with him, something happens in the heart. Your life now is about pleasing him. Bring to him what brings joy and not just yourself. And so what you have then is a new day. We leave behind those days and we embrace these days, which is a rich relationship with Jesus Christ, an intimate relationship. But it doesn't stop there. There's an empowerment because his Holy Spirit comes to live within. So we can stop striving, we start resting, and God's Spirit starts working in our hearts. And the net result of that is what we have desired for so long becomes active in our hearts and in our lives, and we find ourselves pleasing God and being delighted to do so. Now, the second thing I think that has to happen is we need a new standard. It's not what I think is right, but what God thinks is right. And what is his standard? Well, you know the Ten Commandments. And then Jesus boils them down to basically two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Hard to do. Hard to do. You know the list, the list of the ten. And uh, again, our striving in ourselves uh, ends in failure. It always ends in failure because we're incapable of keeping the laws of God. But God does not abandon us. He comes to live within us by his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit quickens us and enables us to say no to sin and yes to righteousness. He inflames our witness so that we want to share Christ with others. And so we are not left to our own devices. We come to him. And he is the new standard. Paul put it this way. He said, there's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through sinful flesh, God did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law would be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So a new standard. But it goes beyond that. We have a new sovereign. Though the journey from Genesis Genesis to a revelation is a dismal picture of humanity and our failures to be who God wants us to be. It's a wonderful picture of God's redemptive purpose and what God wants to do for us 
who are sinners by nature, but we are redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have this picture in the 19th chapter of Revelation. And Jesus is pictured of coming back to earth on a great white horse. And he's a warrior, no longer looked upon so much as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, but the warrior king. And on his thighs are written, King of kings and Lord of lords. What a picture. What a beautiful picture. Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Oswald Chambers writes something, and it's worthy of taking it to heart. He says, I must give up my claim to the right to myself. If we are to follow Christ, we have to give up our claim to ourselves. Paul reminds us that our lives are not our own but we've been redeemed with a price. And that price is the precious blood of Jesus Christ he shed for your, on your behalf and mine. And so my final remarks to you this morning are, will you, will you agree with me that daily we need a new start. Because the old habits of life recycle. And so it's more than just a once-in-a-lifetime decision. It's a daily decision to follow Christ. It's a daily decision to take up our crosses and to follow him. There's a a daily decision to declare him indeed to be the Lord of my life. And so in that sense, each day, perhaps even each moment of every day, we need a new start. And certainly, we need a new standard. That God's, uh, the content of God's righteous laws would be fulfilled in us. And then thirdly, We need a new king, don't we? Amen? Amen. Pastor Rod. Hey, let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Pastor Ron. Yeah, give it up for Pastor Ron. It's awesome. As the worship team comes up, uh, let's pray. And Father, thank you for your word, which is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And as we've heard this morning, Lord, that uh, everyone does right in their own eyes, but we need a new king, and you are the king that we need. And so I pray that the king would come. If you've never invited the king into your heart, perhaps this morning would be a time to do that. I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a moment. And so with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, Um, Jesus said, do not be unbelieving, 
but believe. He said, I want you to believe in me. Perhaps you're here this morning and you've never said, I believe. We're going to give you that opportunity. So if you want to say yes to Christ, you want to say yes to forgiveness, you want to say yes to being right with God, you want to say yes to being his child, his son, his daughter, in your heart of hearts, I'm going to give you that opportunity. You can pray this simple prayer. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Christ from the dead, you will be saved. So right there, you want to pray this prayer. Dear Lord, I say I believe. I want you to be the king of my life, the king of my heart. Not that I do what is right in my own eyes, but I begin to do what's right in your eyes. I take Jesus as my Savior. Write my name in your book of life. May I begin living for you. In your name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, a simple prayer, you become his follower. You become his son and his daughter. And so what Pastor Ron talked about today will become true of you. It's a beautiful reality that you can live out. And for those of you that have already received him, that's a challenge for us to live out the reality that he talked about today. A new script. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, you're new. It's a new script. The old things are passed away and all things become new.